4: It will not go away. What is it? That would be the XFL. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours away, heading into the early morning hours, and a lower are apart these days, and we certainly are, we're sharing more, and Geico is sharing more, too, with a Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com giveback for info and eligibility. And we are back at it again. If you thought you had read the obit for the XFL, that that had popped up on the internet somewhere, you are wrong. Think again. Now, if you've not heard the news, and I don't know how you could have missed it, but maybe you did. It was not on your radar. An ownership group led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, that guy. The Rock uh, announced that it has agreed, in principle, to purchase the XFL, the entire XFL. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, right? If I asked you, if you did not know the price tag on an entire spring football league with all the things included, all the intellectual property and all that, how much do you think the XFL would go for? Like a swap meet? Well, the answer, I was shocked by this because the answer is...
5: buy that for a
4: dollar. Well, about a dollar is about right. $15 million, which in terms of... Dollars and cents is not all that much when you talk about an entire entire operation. And these NFL teams, for example, are worth billions. Obviously, it's comparing apples and oranges. But Dwayne Johnson is teaming up with, among others, his ex-wife, who happens to be his business partner, and a big financial operation to make this happen. And they were said to be the only viable bidder. They were the only viable buyer for the XFL that all this talk about different people stepping up and this guy over there and that guy over there and everyone else. that turns out, if you believe the reporting, Dwayne Johnson was the only one. He was the only one. Uh, That was it. And uh, nobody else. And so the announcement comes ahead of bankruptcy court hearings that are slated on Friday. Now, there is a chance that there's a hiccup and this doesn't get completed because some of the creditors are like, hey, wait a minute, we're not going to get what we are supposed to get out of this. That's bull crap, and they're upset. But most seemed in agreement that it will get done, that they're going to get this done. So The Rock, 48 years old, old college football player at the U back in the day, and now he owns or is about to own the entire XFL. Yeah. So let us discuss. What are the odds just between you and I? What are the odds that Dwayne Johnson succeeds this time? Yeah, and I say this time. This is his first crack at it. But the XFL, this will be the third group of XFL uh, teams to pop up, right? This is a third time. Is a third time the charm. What are the odds that Dwayne Johnson will succeed? The XFL will work and will be here for more than a year. Uh, I'm going to set the odds at plus three hundred. Now, if you're not a gambler, that implies a 25% chance. Now, 25% is pretty good. I think I'm going high on this, and I'm going high for a reason. I've got Umbrella, Phoenix, but not the city, and Secret Sauce. And we will line them up, and we'll knock them down like dominoes. Now, to lead off with Dwayne Johnson, who obviously has money to burn. He's been very successful in entertainment. Money makes money. You start making money hand over fist and on and on and on. And and so he's worth in the neighborhood of over $300 million and likely a lot more than that. That's a very good neighborhood. If you've ever been to that neighborhood, it's a very good neighborhood. They've got good parks, schools, low crime, great place to raise a family. Now, that's it. You don't flush money down the toilet. Even if you got $300 million, you don't flush money down the toilet. Now, the great thing about how this works, even with movie theaters pretty much closed all over the country, and I guess some of them started to open up, and then a lot of places they closed down again. I know where I am, you can't go see a movie. And a lot of these movies have popped up on streaming services, which is just a death sentence for the people that make the movies the box office and all that, but Dwayne Johnson can afford to take some chances in life because he anticipates that the movie business will be back with a vengeance as soon as this apocalypse is behind us. Uh, For example, there's an upcoming movie called Jungle Cruise, which I'm sure will win a bunch of Academy Awards unless it doesn't, Uh, but Jungle Cruise, and he will be paid, Dwayne Johnson, $22 million just for his appearance in that movie, Jungle Cruise. So just on that movie, he can pocket the $7 million and say, I only got paid $7 million. The other $15 million covers the entire XFL. So what I'm trying to tell you is he's not breaking open the piggy bank and he, he he's not going outside his means to cover the cost of the XFL. And for those saying, and I, I hear the devil's advocate argument saying that this is throwing good money after bad money, I disagree with that line of thinking. Now it may become a tax write off but let's hold the uh, the horses on that. All right? Let's hold the horses on that. My theory is that Vince McMahon who has secretly been the puppeteer behind the scenes and he's been pulling the strings on this and he's he's working to make this happen. He wanted this to happen and not necessarily Dwayne Johnson. But The XFL was Vince McMahon's baby. And it was clearly important enough to Vince McMahon that, what, 20 years after he originally started the league or whatever it was, they brought it back, right? So they brought the league back from the abyss because it was a big deal. Vince McMahon thought it would work. He believed in the product. And so the way I look at this, it was a noble effort. It obviously didn't work because of the apocalypse. They were – gaining traction, and then the, the tread on the tires went to hell in a handbasket, but having Dwayne Johnson as the new guardian of the XFL, it keeps the fledgling football league alive loosely under the umbrella of the WWE. Now, technically it's not because Dwayne Johnson is his own entity and these are other people involved in this, but without pro wrestling, Dwayne Johnson would just be Dwayne Johnson. He wouldn't be The Rock. He he might be working at UPS or FedEx right now and, and have a whole different life, but because of the wrestling success, he became a box office crossover star. We all know that, so expect Vince McMahon. Here's what I expect. I expect McMahon to eventually have an advisory role with his third incarnation of the XFL. Now, furthermore, While I am only giving the XFL a 25% chance, I think I'm going high on that, this is mainly because of the ad market being in the sewer right now. That is the biggest roadblock you can possibly have. Things are upside down, right? They're upside down on the advertising world, and that feeds everything. That is the feed of the business. And so because of the pandemic and ad dollars have not returned to where they had been. So overall, the XFL is kind of like the Phoenix, though. Just when you count them out, they rise on up from the ashes. Just like that. The league was literally on their deathbed. They were on their deathbed with this last turn of events. And in terms of the football part of it, forget the advertising because that's That's affecting everything. But the football part of it, there are no obvious speed bumps. And I say that knowing that the product was not great, but spring football does fill a void on the traditional sports calendar. And the most important part of this transaction is that Vince McMahon laid the groundwork. He did, right? The XFL spent a lot of time and a lot of money on market research. It was well thought out. They had business dealings with ESPN and Fox, which were humongous. Dwayne Johnson is a big enough name that he can continue to foster those relationships with the major broadcast companies. And if he can do that, then then he's in great shape, right? The celebrity worship syndrome is alive and well and equally important, right? Equally important. Before the music stopped and sports went away, For four months, before all that happened, there was a a bit of juice. The XFL had a bit of juice. They had better ratings than the NBA and some of the other established legacy sports leagues. And that's something, obviously, to build on. All right, last thing here. So Dwayne Johnson has to add his Midas touch to the XFL brand. Because Dwayne Johnson, let's face it, he makes a lot of crap movies, right? He's made some good ones, but a lot of them are just crap they should be direct to streaming but he makes them financially successful no is that because of his appearance and the the women are smitten and they and no matter what he's in they'll go out of their way to watch it that, that could be the case but uh, they the XFL has to figure out a way to cultivate relevancy in terms of the product itself. And I recommend they follow what Vince McMahon was trying to follow, that 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 secret sauce from the WWE. you got to be creative. You've got to be surprising. You've got to be pro- provocative. You've, you've most importantly got to be bold. And you have to take some calculated risk. And that is the real advantage. If you look at all of the different variables in a startup league, and the XFL is still a startup league because they had half a season or whatever it was – the, the advantages you have as an upstart league are obvious. You know that. You don't need me to tell you that. If you took a basic business class, you know anything about business. The legacy sports leagues are bogged down. They are bogged down. They're stuck in their old ways. They're afraid to take chances, right? The NFL, for example, when they change a rule, they have a blue ribbon panel. They've got the rules committee that comes in. They, they say, well, let's vote on it, but then we'll push the vote back to next year. There's a lot of bureaucracy. They move at the speed of pond water, the NFL. And the XFL eventually will get to that if they're around long enough. But they're not that like that now. And the problem with the XFL is they can try all this crazy stuff. It's like throwing spaghetti against a wall and seeing what sticks. And then that's the spaghetti that you go with. But at some point for this to be a league that lasts 10, 15, 20 years, then Dwayne Johnson is going to have to form a partnership with the NFL. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's got to make that happen. So here's what you do. I got this all figured out. I should be an advisor. I should be on the payroll for, for Dwayne Johnson. So you expand the NFL draft. Right now it's seven rounds. It used to be like 20 rounds. I'm not saying you go that crazy. But how about five rounds? Add five more rounds of the draft. You then allocate the players who don't make the teams in the NFL to the XFL in a developmental capacity, and you can slap on a little mini NFL logo on the helmets, and there are ways you can do it to bring in the casual observer who's a a snob. I call them the snob fans. This is below me. I can't watch the XFL. I'm a purist. I only watch the NFL. Blah, 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 blah. Those people annoy me. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that? It is all fair game here, and you can join the festivities at 877-99 on Fox. And We we ran into a hard network out, but I want to thank all of you that congratulated me uh, and Jacob the Breadman in Delaware. Tremendous radio game show win at the end of last hour, and uh, I, I feel bad for Homeless Mike, but we had to school him. And Homeless Mike, listen, Chris felt so so sorry for you, Homeless Mike. Chris Perfet that he gave you bonus time. He broke the rules. Nah, we were we
6: were gonna win if we nah, we nah. had a chance at a second round. If we Ifs, could have completed the nah, game, nah, we were nah, gonna nah. dominate.
4: Ifs and buts were candy and nuts. And then that that schmuck Justin in Cincinnati has the hutzpah to say that I was cheating. I didn't cheat. Coop, you cheated. Admit you cheated, Coop. I never cheat. You did cheat. You cheated on the game show because Chris told me he told you the time was at 45 seconds and you kept going. How dare you? I'm in the zone. I I don't hear
1: anything when I'm dishing out clues because that's how good I am at this game. I just
4: zero in. in Mamba mentality. Stop it. Wow. It's It's just wrong. It's just absolutely wrong. All right, uh, it is the Ben Marshall. So I did win the game uh, again. Uh, Jacob, you got a golden ticket. You got a golden. Ticket. I've got a
7: golden ticket. So. I've got a golden
5: ticket.
4: Congratulations, your dreams have come true. Your dreams have come true. I know it's a very exciting thing. Uh, woohoo! All right, uh, straight ahead. Not human, and the door is wide open. Not human, the door is wide open. We'll take some more of your riveting phone calls as well. We have Sight to Bite later in the hour. We'll get to it all. We'll
5: do it next. Let's see what we can, if we can smell what the rock is cooking in this round.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
4: We have advocated for some time that Antonio Brown go to the Seattle Seahawks, and it appears that it's trending that direction, uh, although not yet. We found out that Antonio Brown has an eight-game suspension recently, and so now he is free to go around and sign with an NFL team. So Pete Carroll was asked about that, and uh, parsing the words of Pete Carroll, that's what we do, right? We parse people's words. It certainly appears that Seattle is more than just a little interested, more than just a little interested in bringing in Antonio Brown, now some say that a team will not bring Antonio Brown in until he serves his eight-game suspension. But I, I, I believe that the way it works, don't you have to be under contract? I think for the suspension clock to start, can he can he just sit out eight games and then sign randomly with whoever he wants in Week Nine? Because if that's the option, if he if he doesn't get attacked the games unless he signs, obviously Antonio Brown would need to sign with somebody right there, but Pete Carroll did say that uh, the Seahawks, it's a very complex situation with Antonio Brown, but uh, the way I read it, uh, he's down with it, he's down with it, because Russell Wilson wants Antonio Brown, and he's like, hey, why not? There you go. Uh, Russell Wilson is a fan and wants it to happen, and uh, and so that that's out there, and it's been reported that 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 is the most likely spot, and we think it is the most likely spot for Antonio Brown. And I did not do a full Mala monologue on that, and I assume we'll give Antonio at least another couple weeks before he does something uh, nutso and something crazy. Robin Vegas writes in and says, Ben, I think your monologue number 25% is low on the XFL. If The Rock could strike any type of deal with the NFL, I think the XFL can work. Well, that's what I said, Rob. But I, I I don't give... The Rock, more than a 25% chance of that to happen because the NFL, they're like, well, we're not going to partner with the XFL. We'll just do our own thing. We'll start our own league. We'll we'll, we'll do it our way. We're not going to partner up with the XFL. You're below us. Uh, Rob also says, after all, the league was doing decent in the ratings and actually making money until uh, some uh, douche in uh, China decided to eat a bat uh, bat soup or whatever. There you go. So he says is a 40% chance on him. All right, let's go to the phones and eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, let's say hello. We have a Mason the Millennial cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Mason the Millennial. I've
7: got a golden ticket. I've got a
8: hello, golden Ben. Ticket. Good evening.
4: Good night and good morning.
8: Yeah, and all that. Hey, I just wanted to call in, uh, talk about a few things. Uh, First off, uh, I mean, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers' future the other night. Uh, I think it was last night. But uh, I I feel like his future with the Packers after, like, it's there. Like, he'll be nothing more than a stopgap quarterback, like, like similar to Phillip Rivers. I know we haven't seen him yet, but he's going to be nothing more than that.
4: Well, Mason, I guess yeah. if you if you smoke enough weed, you could look at it like that. No, Aaron Rodgers is not. He's obviously not going to have another ten years after he leaves Green Bay because he's in his late thirties now. But he can go somewhere else over like a two year window. He's going. You got to think he's going to go to a team that he thinks is going to have a shot at winning a Super Bowl.
8: What's up with all the annoying noise, I know Mason? You. Oh, I'm driving. Is it really that bad? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah roll down your window is I want a
3: volcano
8: yeah, yeah uh, all right as... is, all right sorry is it better now
4: oh you just rolled up your window look at you okay Did you, you yeah. were driving what kind of millennial schmuck are you driving around with your window down how dare you <laughs> it rolled up pretty hey. quick
8: so he's got power power there in the windows
4: oh he's mason the millennial come on man. his parents probably hooked him up
8: <laughs> no i bought this myself but uh, An NBA G League team is coming to Wanat Creek, California, which is not too far from Oh, my you?
4: God. That is great. I should do a monologue on that.
8: I, I know what, what the team name should be. Yeah. Uh, Wanat Creek Wasp. Okay. All right, all right. No, I, no, I, I, no, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 I no, 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 no.
4: I got a rule. Anytime you mention the G League, I got to blow your ass up. I'm sorry about that. It's a rule. It's in the guidebook here of how to do Radio.
6: Jeez, that's funny because when I screened the phone call, he said, "I've got a golden ticket. I want to talk about the G League." And I said, "Well, it's going to be a waste of a golden ticket." But <laughs> yeah, well, you tried to tell him. You
4: tried to warn the man. He would not take your sage advice. It's a bad job by him. Shame on you, Mason. G League? Do they even have G League games on the radio and stuff? Are there the radio stations carry the G League? Do they have like a? If they you know,
7: do, it's a really bad decision on their part
4: you imagine a call-in talk show? That's the breakdown, the G League game of the night, you know, and that, I mean, jeez. I mean, I I understand there's people that like it and stuff, each their own, but it's a little tough for us to talk about that, right? Slightly difficult. Uh, Trucker Joe writes in from Parts Unknown. He says, uh, Trump should have bought the XFL. He missed a chance to compete against the XFL. Well, the XFL does not compete against... I know you're you're doing the joke on the USFL and all that, but... uh, Hey, remember, Trump wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. and The NFL wouldn't let him buy the Buffalo Bills. If they had let him buy the Buffalo Bills, all you people that hate Trump, he wouldn't be the president right now. He would, have, he would not have run for president. More likely than not, he would have just owned the Buffalo Bills. And uh, that would have been his thing. Uh, but I digress. All right, let's keep it going on the phones. And uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, let's say hello to the Holy Roller in Hawaii. Aloha to the Holy Roller.
5: Oh, fantastic. The Ben Ben Maller. Awesome and the militia. Thank you for so much entertainment and letting me laugh all these days through everything that's going on. And I was saddened to hear about Ralph Bobby Ari passing away. Let me do an invitation for he used to close the show it. Ben, angels fly because they take themselves lightly, right? <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> yes. guy. Yes. Death. Yes. He worked with Tolbert for years, and once in a while, I worked with your guy from Philly. Beautiful man, right?
4: The great Tony Bruno, the, yeah, the great Tony. Oh
5: Bruno. Yeah. yeah, there's a new sheriff in town in the Bay area. His name is Damon Bruce. He works for your network. He's great. I I want to know because, like Al Davis, right? Because I was 15 years, I'm I'm holding those tickets there. And he got the team for fifty thousand. He's struggling, struggling. The Rock buys the XFL for 15 million. How can I put in five thousand to be like an Amazon bet? I, I I I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All,
4: all right, uh, thank you. I think five thousand will get you like half of one team. I think in the XFL, right? Isn't that enough for half of one team? I believe.
5: I'd buy that for a dollar. I
4: think that's correct. I'd have to check the math on that, but I believe that is accurate. I believe it is true. All right, so the uh, <laughs> this is this is just wild. Here we had uh, not human, not human. We'll get to that. Interesting tale involving the drama rama of the sporting world. We live for the drama rama. Of the sporting world. We certainly do. And making your own cocoon. Making your own cocoon. You can do it. Uh, we'll get to that and also some phone calls as well. Later this hour, we have Sight to Bite. But right now, it's jam-packed. There's a lot of crap going on here. Eddie Garcia to update you on all your overnight s- sporting news.
7: All right, thanks, Ben. We'll start with the NBA where the Lakers clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference playoffs, beating the Jazz 116-108. to 108. Anthony Davis, 42 points and 12 rebounds in the win for L.A. The Pelicans beat the Grizzlies 109-99. Zion Williamson actually did play some minutes in uh, this one late. 25
4: minutes, he Twenty-five in minutes in total. Court. Yeah,
7: yeah. yeah. Uh, twenty-three points he finished with in this one. Raptors over the Heat, one hundred seven, one hundred three. Fred VanVleet career high, thirty-six points for Toronto. I the- feel like you're part of the Fred Van Vliet bandwagon. You're like the fan. I club am for at least front. this yeah. night. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, Nuggets beat the Thunder, one twenty-one, one thirteen in overtime. Michael Porter Jr. career high, thirty-seven points. Nikola Jokic with a triple double for Denver. Have you
4: have you noticed that he, now Jokic had the coronavirus? Like these guys that have had the coronavirus that are back in the NBA, like. They're doing fine. Like I, I, you know what I mean. Like is, you thought maybe they'd, they'd struggle because they had the corona, but they seem fine. They don't seem like they're any different than they were before. Rudy yeah. Gobert's played pretty well for the Jazz.
7: No, that's uh, yeah. that is true. That Russell is true. Westbrook.
4: Yeah, go down the list. Yeah.
7: 76ers outscore the Spurs, 132-130, and the Pacers down the Wizards, 111-100. In the NHL play-in round, we had the Hurricanes beating the Rangers 4-1. Andre Svechnikov with a hat trick for Carolina as they leave that best-of-five series two games to nothing. Jets over the Flames, 3-2. That series is even at 1-1. Penguins beat the Canadians 3-1. That series also even at a game apiece. Connor McDavid, a hat trick for the Oilers, and their 6-3 win over the Blackhawks. That series is even at 1-1. In the round-robin games, we had the Lightning beating the Capitals 3-2 in a shootout. Out and the Golden Knights down the Stars 5-3. to In baseball games of note, we had the Yankees winning their seventh game in a row, knocking off the Phillies 6-3. That was the Phillies' first game in over a week after their COVID-19 issues. For the Yankees, they're a league-best 8-1. Garrett Cole gets to win. He's 3-0 as the Yankee Cubs are 8-2 after shutting out the Royals 2-0. Twins walk off with a 5-4 win over the Pirates to improve to 8-2. And the Mets down the Braves 7-2. New York snaps their five-game losing skid by snapping the Braves' five-game winning streak. Now, Ben, I, I, if you mentioned this and I missed it, I apologize, but did you see Odell Beckham Jr.'s interview oh, in the yeah, Wall yeah. Street Journal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the
4: story. I'm glad you brought this up because this is uh, the, he, he went off on the NFL and said yeah. they should
7: cancel the season, right? Uh, he said, quote, we are not ready for a football season, so why are we trying to push forward? It's obvious that it's for money, and that bothers me because there's always been this, and I hate saying it like this, but the owners... Uh, we own you guys, and it's just kind of the unfairness yeah. going on that they don't see us as human.
4: Well, it is really su- it is surprising that another professional athlete would have a chip on their shoulder like this. But o- Odell Beckham, this was great as this played out in real time, Eddie. So the story came out. It was in the Wall Street Journal magazine. And within an hour or so of that story making the rounds through the echo chamber of sports chatter – and i don't even think it was a full hour somebody from the beckham posse somebody from beckham's team reached out to one of the cleveland sports writers and claimed that odell that interview was done 2 weeks ago and he now feels safe and he's impressed with how clean the browns facility is like it was like a total damage control thing so 2 weeks ago he said we're not human shut it down and then he all of a sudden's like no no i'm good Uh, I'm good to go. Ready to play. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. So, Just another day. The drama-rama of one Odell Beckham Jr. There you go. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy says, the G League does not pay enough money to live in Walnut Creek. That is a good point. That is a fair point. That is... If you're just a G League player and you're not on loan from the NBA and you are only making a G League salary, you are going to be living with homeless Mike in Tempe is what you're going to be doing. You'll be commuting. Uh, <laughs> you'll be, unfortunately, commuting over to the uh, the Bay Area. All right, so the cocoon, if you will, as NFL teams begin preparations for the upcoming championship season of the National Football League one team in particular has decided well we don't have the bubble so we're going to create a cocoon if you will and the New Orleans Saints have decided to rent out an entire hotel of sorts to create an optional it's not required but if you choose if you're very concerned about the corona and you can go into the bubble it's a, Yes, right, their own little bubble. The Saints are creating a mini-bubble, not a full-size bubble, but a mini-bubble environment. And this is taking place at a downtown hotel in the Bayou for training camp. And about 150 to 180 team employees and players will end up living in the hotel through the first week of September. And then the NFL season begins the reason they're calling it a cocoon or a bubble is because it is not open for guests. Now, does this mean, like, what if a, a player's—I uh, don't know—his uncle wants to come visit him or something like that? Are they not going to allow the uncle in there? Yeah, uh, sorry, you're not nope. allowed in. Not allowed in. Nope. How much? Not. How much? Mm-mm. How much does it cost to rent a hotel? If you wanted to rent a hotel for a month, all of the rooms of a hotel, and you're talking about. That's got to be a decent-sized hotel. I don't think they're doubling up in the in the rooms. Well, maybe they maybe they are, but I would think not for social distancing. So you need at least, what, 200 rooms in that hotel, right around 200 rooms, give or take? That's an expensive uh, investment. But the flip side of that is the hotel industry is really taking it on the chin right now because people aren't traveling and they're not staying at hotels and... Uh, people are, are locked down and wherever they are, they're not going out as much. So if you're in the hotel business, that's that's revenue for an entire month. So you'd probably give them a great rate, I would say. Uh, let's go to Dick in Dayton, who's next. It is the Ben Maller Show. And we've got Sight the Bike coming up. Hello, Dick in Dayton. Good morning. Good morning to you, Dick. Welcome to the show. How can we help you today? What's on your agenda?
5: Well, I just wanted to tell you last night, uh, it was a small crowd. Everybody uh doesn't know we're there, but there was about 10 of us from the Kettering That's Banjo Society. That's right, the Kettering, Kettering
4: Banjo Society is back! Yeah. Paint the picture, Dick. So 10 legends in the Kettering Banjo Society. You're there, and, and were you rusty? Did it take a little while no, to get we go- had
5: Kay was singing, and then sure. Doug came with the... Uh, he had the ukulele, oh, and then great. we had, uh, let's see, we had Susie Piper on the piano.
4: Susie, and sure. Yeah.
5: And then we had one banjo player, uh, Lenny. We we got to play the seven of us. wasn't a big crowd. they they don't know we're back, but we had a good time.
4: Yeah. Well, we they need know a, now. We, yeah, we, you just you just advertised it on four hundred radio stations. So, so Dick, like where? When are you performing next year at the at the big club? Well, oh, there? here's
5: what's going to happen. Doug said, "Dick, you're, you're the uh, more or less the senior member, and we're going to give it up to you yeah. to try to get us. A uh, uh, lot of places, you know, uh, are quarantined. They won't take entertainment, but yeah. they want me to su- promote the band and Kay said that she was so happy to hear the Banjo Society on uh, Fox Sports. Sure. Well, good.
4: well, Dick, you should ask the people at Lowe's and perform in the garden area at Lowe's, and people can come in and they can shop and they can hear some fine music. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great idea. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the update, Dick. I appreciate that. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. There he goes. The legendary Dick and Dayton. It's quite the group, man. It's like the Beatles are back together here. This is huge. Kettering Banjo Society. United. It's, a, it's a tremendous. It's awesome is what it is. All right, uh, let's go to, why don't we cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. Let's go to Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and we will say
8: hello to Cowboy John Brad. Okay. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Tony Bruno. Uh, You're most immediate no, former no, president. No, wait a minute. 59 stop, 59 stop, stop uh, Tony. Bob Port-
4: <laughs> T- Tony's still alive, cowboy. boy. Oh, Tony's still alive. Yeah, Ralph Barbieri, a Bay Area radio guy, died. Tony's very much alive.
8: Oh, well, I'm glad he's still alive. But uh, anyway, uh, your most immediate former president 59, uh, Billy Bob Thornton 65, Jerry Cooney 64, Jeff Gordon 49, and uh, Roger Clemens is 58. And 56 years ago today, the bodies of civil rights activists, James Cheney, Andrew Goldman, and... Michael Schwerner were found in an earthen dam near I Philadelphia, Mississippi. They'd been uh, murdered. Forty-four days later, on uh, Father's Day, 1964, the day Jim Bunning of uh, the of uh, the uh, Phillies pitched the perfect game against the uh, New God, York
4: Mets. Dollar, dollar bills. And
8: yesterday, uh, 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 Tony Bennett was 94. Uh, I'm a woman. Uh, Mar- uh, Martin Sheen 80. Martin, Martha Stewart 79. What? And uh, you know, Let's sure. see, 80 years ago yesterday, no they throw the throw off the catcher of the Cincinnati Reds, uh, Willard oh, Hershberger, committed suicide <laughs> after calling a pitch that cost his team uh, the game against the Giants the day before. It's still baseball's only in-season suicide. Drew, Seek the, the issue
4: of Chuba Hoover. Wow. Let's taking it back there. Cowboy breaking the news on the demise of my former colleague, our former colleague, Eddie, Tony Bruno. And Tony... Tony! Tony, if, if Tony was here, he would say, that's an outrage. He would, <laughs> yes, he that's, uh, yes, he somebody, I'm sure one of our listeners, we have crossover listeners, Eddie. I'm sure someone will let Tony know that his death was prematurely reported by, by Cowboy.
7: <laughs> when, that, I, for, when I first started working here, I, I worked on the Tony Bruno show, a little behind the scenes stuff for a while. And yeah. I, I still, to this day, they would keep a blooper reel of Tony when he would yeah. uh, screw up on the commercial reads. And he would just start cursing. Oh God, it was great. They put them all uh, together and just play them.
4: The funniest, if you could eavesdrop in on Tony when he had to do those flower commercials, and you know there was a lot of copy. He had a limited time to get the copy in, and uh, Tony would butcher it, and we all butchered it. And he just—you're right—he it was whatever you think the most foul-mouthed comedian you've ever heard is. Can't even hold Tony Bruno's jock strap when it comes to the meltdown. Uh, just, but it would just—he just, right.
7: would—he would be in this very you know happy it, voice, and he yeah. was delivering professionally. And he's got the voice going, and then he would—he would stumble. And he would just start pounding yeah. the desk yeah. and cursing. Yeah. Oh God! It, it was
4: good. He'd be like, "Hey, give your loved ones some flowers." And ah,
7: oh, you mf, blame, blame me. On.
4: <laughs> you know was like, "Oh man!"
7: They kept a big reel of it. I wish that we still yeah. had it somewhere.
4: Oh, it was. I looked forward to those days. Tony had to record the commercials because you were guaranteed to get some of those things. And then, well, the, the Cowboy thing is proof, though, that, that people only listen. They remember about 17 to 25% of the things that we say. So Cowboy heard us mention that a radio guy died, and so he he had mentioned Bruno, and then he just put Bruno out. Anyway, uh, it, was, it was Ralph Barbieri who had been on the radio in San Francisco for a very long time, and uh, he'd been sick for a while, but he passed away. Yeah, so this we gave our, our tribute, our tip of the headphones and microphone to him. We, we respect the legends of the radio business. At least I do. So a uh, straight ahead, Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight to Bite. If you want to play, start calling for that right now. Only eight judges, if we have time for eight judges. 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
7: Everyday sports radio listeners and super fans in the Maller Militia can not only hear this program live from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern, but also 24-7 on demand via the podcast. Tell your family and friends about this sports talk revolution. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It's risk-free and helps keep the lights on. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
1: It's time now to... Sight the bite, the bite, where we play random generic sound bites, you know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking.
4: And it is Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, and we do it every week at about this time. If you're a regular, you know the drill. If not, welcome. And so we have a soundbite from the world of sports the last seven to ten days, if you will, and you have to figure out which person it is. Now, we're not going to give you any clues to start, so you're going to be blind at the beginning, and then after every two incorrect guesses, we will give you a clue. All right. Understand? And whoever gets it right, if we do have a winner, we'll get a golden ticket. Will we have a winner? I, I'm i going to go out on a limb this week. I'm going to change it up. I think Caller 5 is going to get it right. I'm going to go with Caller 5. Eddie? Justin in Cincinnati. All right. Chris, do you think we'll have a winner? No winner. No winner. Look at Chris. No winner. Uh, breaking format. Coop, will we have a winner? Uh, what number? I think it's going to be Caller number 5. Caller 5. All right. Coop's stealing off my paper. Let's play the soundbite. Play it, play it, play it. Play I don't it. understand. Play it again, play it again.
7: I don't understand. All right.
4: I don't understand the soundbite. I don't understand. Right. Who is it? Someone from sports, someone that has popped up on the radar in sports over the last seven to ten days. Let's start out. Where do we start here? Uh, let's go with Eni Me. Mighty Moe. Let's go to Frank in Iowa, who's batting leadoff. Frank, what's going on? You're my caller one, Frank.
5: Is that Anthony Davis?
4: Anthony Davis, the unibrow. Let's play it again. Nope. Let's play- no, it's not, it- yeah, it's not Anthony Davis. Sorry, Frank, but uh, thank right. you for playing. All right, hang up on yourself. I love Frank. Whatever I see, he's just very calm. Frank in Iowa. Not Anthony Davis. Let's go to Jared in Kansas City. I don't understand.
8: What's up, Ben? Uh, you should play Call of I'm going to get this right. Is that uh, Dodgers closer Joe Kelly?
4: It's a total what did, fabrication. What What did he say, Coop? I couldn't. I could hear.
8: Joe, Joe Kelly.
4: Oh, Joe Kelly. He's not the Dodger closer, but he's a Dodger hero, Joe Kelly, for throwing yeah, at the Astros. Uh, is, is, <laughs> you, no, it's not. It's not Joe Kelly, but. I love hearing the name Joe Kelly because I like that guy. He's good. He's got some balls, unlike Rob Manford. Uh, didn't get it right, Jared. Our first clue, his this person's high school in New Mexico names a holiday after him. How about that? Play the sound bite again, Chris. Play I don't understand. His high school in New Mexico name, named a holiday after this particular person. Uh, let's go to Eenie, Meeny, Miney, Mo. Let's go to Jerry, who's in Texas. Jerry, you are my caller number three. Is it a ni- Is it a nine-year-old girl? Oh, a great tribute to Angry Bill. Is it a nine-year-old girl? It never happened. No. All right. Thank you for that, Jerry. Caller four is up next, and that is J.D., who's in Connecticut. J.D., good morning. What's the answer here, J.D.? All right. I oh, guess he didn't JD's, know what it was. Uh, JD's gone. Let's Our try stand. Let's try John in Tacoma. John, your caller for John.
8: Hey, Ben, that sounds like potential Hall of Fame quarterback from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dick Shiner.
4: Well, he's a legend. Uh, is it Dick? Not this time. Not this time. I'm sorry. But thank you. Uh, thank you for that, John. Uh, time for another clue. He's voted to the Pro Bowl his rookie season and also won Defensive Player of the Year. Justin in Cincinnati. Caller 5.
5: I just saw him on SportsCenter. It was Aaron Hernandez.
4: No, it's incorrect. It's Brian Erlacher. Nobody wins. It was I Brian got Urlacher. It. No one won. Nobody won.